you're listening to that Sober Guy podcast on Recovery Radio. Living one day at a time for a sober, healthy, happy life. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. And now, let's start the show. All right, we're headed okay. westbound on Interstate 80 to the Oakland Coliseum for Oakland versus Boston. And we just helped a guy push his... How much do you think that truck weighed? I don't know. It was a uh, 1500, but it was packed full of shit. <laughs> so it was pretty heavy. The fucking squats this morning didn't... Uh, yeah. They helped or hindered, but... Um, it's definitely heavy. Apparently this guy ran out of gas as he's coasted into the gas station. So we helped him push it in. That's why we're huffing and puffing a little bit. But welcome to the podcast. We're on the freeway, so if you hear some background noise, we're in the old cab of the Dodge Ram. We got Seth Manter back once again. What's up, Seth? What up, yo? Good to be back. Yes. You I know what? Agree. You know what was funny about that nice little good deed that we did, and of course, it, you know it was. We could have been like, "Nah, fuck you. We ain't gonna help you push yeah. the truck." Yeah. But uh, we took the high road. But the funny thing is, is that uh, automatically the repayment was, "Hey, you guys drink beer?" <laughs> and it's just so it funny was. that like, um, being able to say, "Nah, we're cool, man." You know, yeah. was like. I was actually kind of offended because apparently I look like a beer drinker. <laughs> well, you know, I got to say, I appreciated the nice gesture, you know. Uh, some people don't, you know, don't even offer shit like that. We, and actually, in his defense, he did say afterwards, well, how about anything? Is there anything else you guys want? Yeah, right. Because he was running in the store, you know, to grab something. Right, and, right. Uh, so that, that was nice of him. But yeah, it is funny how the immediate, you know, hey, how about a beer? And not that there's anything wrong with that, I guess, to someone who drinks beer, but, uh, fuck, back in the day, on the way to the game, fuck, I, I probably still wouldn't have, you know, have ever said, oh yeah, sure, give me a, give me a tall can, you know? Like, no, I'll fucking help you push your 800,000 pound fucking truck up a bit of a slope so you can get some gas, but, uh. Yeah, that's funny. That's just the, the complete difference between me and you. Because I've been like, hell yeah, actually, I'll take two. <laughs> Shane doesn't want his, I'll take his too. So go ahead and just give me the, you know, they, they sell them in three packs now. They sell the tall cans in the three packs what now. Kind, what kind would you, would you have gotten? Well, if it was the three pack, I mean, probably the, I would have gone with the old red and white. Um, but wiser! But wiser! Uh, but uh, if it was just a single, you know, probably the Mickey's gone with the old uh, the Hornet. Hornet, man, yeah, the old Hornet. I used to like to, uh, not to reminisce on the drinking, but since we're on the topic, I love the puzzles on the Mickey's caps on the old grenades, and I can remember sitting there for hours, just peeling them back, and, and as you got drunker, either the harder, well, it seemed like the harder the puzzles got, but really it was just the stupider you got because you were more intoxicated. Yeah, I think it's pretty sad, too, man, that I got good at those things, dude. Like, I, really? I would just look at them and be like, oh, yeah, I've seen this one before and, and know right off the back. Okay, so technically you didn't get good at them. You just drank so many of them, you started to <laughs> you started to see the same ones over and over. Right, right. And, and too, I mean, people would hand them to me. Oh, Seth knows. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, yeah, uh, you seen this one? 
So I used to pride myself on uh, being able to solve the puzzles on the Mickey's caps. Yeah, that was so. entertaining. Cheap entertainment. So we're headed to Oakland versus Boston today. Um, it's a day game, 12.05, and we're pretty excited. We got our A's gear on. Of course, you got to have some A's gear when you're rocking down to Oakland. Hopefully there's no riots today in Oakland or Berkeley. Um, maybe a little protesting going on. Definitely interesting spot to be these days. Is that know. still, is that still, are those issues still going on? Um, you know, I think it's still, it's definitely still relevant out there and there's still some protesting going on. I guess what I'm referencing is the whole Baltimore deal and everything that's been going on with the police versus the people and all that BS. Um, but anyways, enough of that topic. We're talking baseball. We're talking sobriety. We're talking life. And what taught now we've we've already had some good good conversations. We had a little little breakfast on the way in. Fuck, I put down a monstrous breakfast burrito and a big ass plate of rice. Dude, that shit has got me on hit right now, but it was damn good. Went to a little spot called Babs Delta Diner in Sassoon, California on the way out. Definitely a good spot. I would highly recommend it for breakfast or lunch. So, uh, thank you, Babs, for that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, What'd you have, by the way? I went with the uh, corned beef hash um, with uh, poached eggs over it. Very, poached eggs, yeah. Very good with a uh, side of rye toast. Rye's got to be my uh, my all-time favorite. I saw the rye, dude, the swirl in the toast, and I, I don't think I've ever tried a rye bread before. Oh, it's amazing. It's what does it taste like? Um... You know, it's it's got its own little distinctive taste, you know? Huh. Like, sourdough, you could say, well, of course, you know, it's sour. Yeah. Rye, I mean, it's tastes like it's got rye. So <laughs> it's pretty well, good. Well, that doesn't help me much, because I don't know what rye tastes like, but I'll have to try it sometime. Seeing as how we're talking life, I mean, live a little bit and try it. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> step out of the box. Step try out of some, the box. Try some rye bread sometime. Step out of the box. So you, on, on top of that life thing, man, you know, it's... Um, so today I was able to... I don't know if I should incriminate myself, but I'm going to go, go ahead, ahead and do, do it. Go ahead, do it. Incriminate yourself. I was uh, able to call in sick to work um, to live a little today. And that's pretty... Um, it's a pretty big step for you. Yeah, it is a pretty big step for me because I've always gotten caught up in the um, work first, place second, you know, and I don't know what has come over me in the last um, couple weeks, but work nowadays is not, I mean, it's very important, don't get me wrong, it's very important to me. It, it's how I feed my family. It's how I put a roof over my head. It's how I, you know, am able to do some of the things that I do. But with that being said, I'm, I'm more willing and able now to um, enjoy life 
enjoy what life has to offer, you know. Uh, well, to put it into context, not only are you an alcoholic, would you consider yourself a workaholic as well? Yeah, most definitely, most yeah. definitely. And I, you know, in the past, I've always, um, you know, I, I, being a, a holic, you know, you always go to extremes to make sure that your holic senses are met, you know. Um, with work, I, I would, you know, there was times that I'd rather be at work than at home and enjoying, you know, yeah. what, what life has to offer. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's it's a holic in me that just wants the, uh, I want it all, you know what I mean? I want it all and I want it all now. Yeah, um, that immediate gratitude. Well, we, we were talking a little bit about this over breakfast is the, not only the immediate gratification that we, we seek, always for me um, and I'm learning how to how to kind of counter that and live in the moment a little bit more you know or a lot more should I say because what you know what, what I've been taught and I I know it I feel like it's kind of cliche maybe it's not but you know that that thing we've referenced before is that the journey of life versus the destination of where of where we're going and I feel like I'm always trying to search out that destination. This is where I need to be. This is where I'm going to be, you know, tomorrow or, or five years down the road or 10 years down the road. But ultimately, if we're not enjoying the, the day, you know, the day that we live in right now, just even on this drive right now, you know, going over this, what is this, the Carquinas Bridge? Yeah. Going over the Carquinas Bridge right now, looking out, you know, over at the bay, um, and and just enjoying the moment of right now, as I sit here, as I talk, as I spend some time with my good homie here, you know, that's the most important thing. And when I can stay conscious in that in that moment, you know, that's going to help relax me and relax my mind from all of the all of the BS that goes on inside of it, you know, about tomorrow and about five years down the road and 10 years down the road. You kind of experience a little bit about, or a little bit of that recently, or how well, do yeah. you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, there's, actually it's, it's very relevant right now, or it was very relevant the last, you know, three, four weeks or whatever, but, um, you know, I found myself getting caught up in, in in stuff that I had no control of, and I was uh, ultimately losing, you know, losing the moment for what it was worth. Look, you know, we all have goals and we all want want things in life, and that's that's fine and dandy. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that that I don't I, I don't have yeah. goals because I do. And um, it's important, I think, too, to have goals. Right. Right. But like we were talking earlier this morning, you know, all the all that we could do um, to obtain our goals is put in the work. You know what I mean? And and let the let the rest play out. You know, um, and that moment that we get caught up in the in, in not allowing the rest to play up and and worrying about what's going to happen and what's going to be the outcome and what am I going to do when this outcome happens? You know, we. We lose, we lose sight of, of the now, and um, I think that's that's very. Uh, 
it could be it could be the life or death of, of, of for me of my sobriety to be honest with you um, and you had said earlier too I, I want to uh, I want to point out that you know you had some you had experienced something recently that didn't work out the way that you that you had wanted or the way that you had expected it to and your attitude on it was you know not poor me not well damn that sucks this happened or I should have done this or I could have done that no it wasn't any of that negative BS that is really gonna not do anything for you um, it, instead it was you know what I'm right where I'm supposed to be and that didn't happen for a reason you know and, and, and when you told me that I I was just like damn because I, I mean we've known each other a long time and the first thing I think of is just the amazing progress that it takes to get to a level in your life of that you know the ability to do that and, and be genuine about it you know and say hey you know what fuck it it's it didn't work out and that's not an easy thing to do you know it takes it takes practice and it it takes a lot of uh a lot of a lot of of trial and error i guess you know yeah, and absolutely. I mean, it, you know, it was an amazing thing, and uh, I'll, I'll give just a little backlog on it because you know there might be some other people out there that are that could relate to this too. But um, so currently, you know, I, it, it seems that you know my human nature is not ever satisfied with employment, and you know, employment is a is a big part of our lives. You know, it's our it's our livelihood. Um, it allows us to do the things that we want to do and it allows us to touch the people that we want to touch um so for me i you know i'm on this quest to work for um a utility company kind of in the in the same field i I, i'm in now you know doing electrical work or whatever um so i've been i've been focusing a lot of energy on it um and you know the 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 pre-employment process is just not working out for me but, you know, the, the, the way that I see it, um, along this pre, pre-employment process, I know that I'm going to have to uh, take a, a bit of a pay cut to start kind of from scratch. And um, I get so caught up that, yeah, they're going to hire me, and then, you know, I start stressing about that pay cut. Well, you know, once, once I was notified that I will not be moving forward in the employment process, I was actually, um, you know, quite a bit relieved that I didn't have to stress about the pay cut and how I was going to make end meet because, you know, it was no longer an option. Yeah, it was disappointing that it wasn't going to be an option for me, but, you know, it's just one of those things that it's, you know, what's meant to be is going to be. You know what I mean? And there's not... I don't really... I only have control over a a small amount of that. And um, all I could do is put in the work and then let everything else play out. You know what I mean? I feel like... I feel like where I'm at right now with my employment, I mean, it's a... You know, I'm at a great place. I am able to provide and then some... You know what I mean? Um... And there's nothing wrong with the place that I work at. It's just not where I want to be in my life. But um, with that being said, I'm where I'm at for a reason. Like, there's someone out there or some greater power other than myself that is saying, Seth, this is where you need to be and enjoy it. And 
So, so let's. Uh, you brought up a lot of good points there, and, and one thing towards the end that you specifically say, you know, that this is where we're supposed to be right now, whether it's with work or our marriage or our kids or whatever hobby it is we like to do or whatever it is. And then we can take the other aspect of it, of the higher power, whether whether you call it a God or, you know, whatever it is that you are spiritually connected to, it's extremely important to have that connection, at least for myself. And, and that's something that... Um, you know, I've been really building on and it's taken, it's taken time and it's still, it's still in, in a, in a process, but the more that I do it, the more comfortable I get with it and the easier it becomes just to, just to stop for, you know, a couple minutes during the day. And I, I have a certain time that I do mine. It's in the morning and I just, I just say a prayer. And a lot of the time it's kind of the same thing over and over. And occasionally it'll, you know, I'll I'll add little things in that I'm feeling or thinking that day. Um, but it's so important for me to stay connected to that, to that feeling of spirituality, you know, to know that there's, there's something more than to just this, this physical aspect of life, the things that we want to buy or the things that we want to become. I think the most important thing is being connected in those, in both of those aspects, you know, spiritually and, um, you know, in the physical, keeping that positive mindset and and putting in the work to get to where you want to be. You know, it's not just going to happen. Nobody's just going to come and hand it to you. Here you go. Here's a, here's a a great, you know, here's your dream. Here it is. Like you got to go out and you got to get that shit. And that's, you know, ultimately it's up to you. Yeah, absolutely, and I think, you know, usually the the work is the easiest, well, I shouldn't say it's the easiest part, but um, it's it's the most simplistic. Usually, you know, for my life, I base it on, if I just do the next right thing towards, towards the goal that I want, and I do as much as I can towards that, and as much of the good thing as I can, um... And then realize, you know, that's that's the next big part is the realization is um, realizing when you've done as much as you can. You know what I mean? Because once you're once you're able to to realize that, then you're able to surrender and just give it back to um, the higher power that is is the is the deciding factor. You know. Um, and I struggled with that higher power for the longest time, man. And, you know, it's, I've always, I've come up, I'm a cliche type person, you know what I mean? And I, I've, this one just popped into my head right now, you know, it, it's something about, um, like I enjoy green grass, you know what I mean? I enjoy the green rolling hills that uh, we get a look at in the community that we live in, um, you know, pretty much, I don't know during the winter, we don't really have a winter, but during the, the rainy season, um, the hills are green, you know what I mean? And if it were up to me, uh, if I was in control, those hills would be green all the time. Well, guess what, Seth? You're not in control, and they're not green all the time. So yeah. it's just that something simple as like that, I mean, just goes to show that, you know, I'm not. I'm not in control, and that there is something else out there that's allowing those you know, those hills to change colors constantly, so. Yeah, and, and that's a good point, too, because I know when I was able to admit that and, and to truly, like, give it up and say, look, I'm not in control anymore, it was the biggest relief 
above anything I think, you know, in my life. Because trying to control every little thing is, number one, it's impossible. And number two, it brings nothing but but stress and, uh, at least for myself, negativity. Because, well, why... Well, why the fuck aren't those hills green all year? Well, they should do this, and they they should bring more water, you know, or whatever that's whatever the case is. You know, you could sit and, and fester on that shit all day. You know, or, or why didn't I get? I went through this one too. Why didn't I get that job? Why'd they give it to this fuck? You know, well, I'm I'm bet. You know, well, the fact of the matter is, you didn't get the fucking job. You know, so quit your bitching about it, and you know, find another job or figure something else out, you know, and and when I was able to do that and really like genuinely have that attitude, you know, things started to change. Right. And that, you know, and you're not gonna, you don't have the authority or the ability to, uh, bargain with the other deciding factor, you know, the thing with with the employment thing. I mean, you know, I could kick and scream as much as I want, but uh, measly little me is not going to hold any water towards a big corporation that has their hiring processes set in stone, and that's just the way they are. And if I'm not, you know, able to meet those, then I I shouldn't deserve to be hired. Well, and it's funny because we could sit here all, all day, and I can guarantee you both of us would agree that the hiring process is stupid the way that that's done you know but it's like what is that going to do right. you know what i mean right and, and and so i think that's that's kind of the point is you know that you're that you're making is like it's out of it's out of your control it's out of my control it's out of anybody's control on what what happens because ultimately you know where you're at right now is probably where you're supposed to be and if it's not you know then then start putting in the work, you know, to make those changes, right. to get you where, you where you need to be. Right, and too, I mean, you know, getting back to that a little bit more, I mean, you know, all that time that I could spend wasting on festering on as to why, well, what the fuck, well, how come, or, you know, I'm losing that, I'm losing the, the moment and all that time of, you know, um, after work hours with my family, if I were to be festering on that, I would be losing that quality time that I could be spending with them. And, um, you know, just today's a big example of that, you know, able to step back and and, and just enjoy the things that life has to offer. Um, You know, baseball being a, a, a big one for me, you know, God would not put baseball on this earth if uh you know he didn't expect you to <laughs> expect you to enjoy it you know god wouldn't yeah. have baseball games at noon during the week if he didn't expect you to uh play hooky from work and go enjoy the <laughs> baseball game i mean i would agree you know so I would uh, agree. like how often do we do we think with our subconscious mind it takes over it's like when you're you know when you're driving the car and you know, you've driven 45 miles and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I just drove 45 miles and you don't remember one mile that you drove because your subconscious was driving that car. So how often do we do that in life where we're just on the go, go, go? You know, we, we need to stop and we need to take a moment and, and use the front part of our brains to stay conscious and really, that's how we really enjoy the moments. So I want to take a quick, a quick minute here too 
and um, and talk about uh, that sober guy meetings. We're still doing them, and they're up on the website www.thatsoberguy.com. Click on the live meetings tab. Let's just be honest. You know, I was able to. Uh, I got back to the gym today, um, which was very very fulfilling. Of been on a little uh i don't know three three or four week hiatus um and it's been it's been uh, i've been beating myself up about it and i just don't feel good about it but anyway so i walked in this morning into the locker room and uh i was welcomed in uh with a i don't know he had to be in his mid-70s i mean a, a very physically fit uh 70 year old 70 year old but he was just butt naked um <laughs> like it was no big deal i mean i guess it is a locker room you know and there are it naked is. bodies in the locker room it's still but, um, wrinkled balls in your face isn't very inviting yeah yeah and it's not like he was you know preparing to put clothes on he was he was deep in some uh teeth brushing activities with the uh with the old cock slopping back and forth uh side to side so that was that was pretty comical no, oh, that is great. Yeah, I, I had experienced that before too, and 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 this guy, you know, I'm passing him as I'm going out of the locker room, and same thing. He's butt ass naked, older dude, and he wants to engage me in a full on conversation, and he and he's standing there, you know, and I don't want to look at his balls and his cock or anything but I mean it's just fucking it's there like I, I'm trying to just stare directly in this old guy's eyes you know and and kind of hear what he's saying which I couldn't even tell you what the fuck it was because all I'm thinking is don't look at his cock don't look at his cock don't look at his cock and a very uncomfortable situation and maybe, maybe it's me maybe I made it uncomfortable I guess you know now that I'm now that I'm saying this out loud and thinking back to this See, this is a good, this is a good lesson here. How we, now regardless of the fact that dude's butt ass naked, you know, regardless of that at all, it's very easy for ourselves to make ourselves uncomfortable in certain situations where we can say, well, that guy was naked and he made me uncomfortable. Well, no, I didn't have to sit there and, and think about this guy's butt ass naked. I could have just, you know, answered his question or talked to him about whatever the fuck and went on my way. So that's not, not a bad little lesson right there to uh, see what happens when you when you talk, when you speak out loud. Regardless, I don't want saggy balls and, and old, you know, any cock in my face at that. Well, that just gets back to the, you know, trying to change change the things that are around us i mean you know what i mean we there's not much we could do about changing the things that that are around us the, the only thing that we could really do is kind of change the way that we re- react to them and i yeah um very true i think that's a uh, that's a big thing because you know you're not gonna dress the naked guy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. um you could only address him you know what i mean in the way in the way that you nice. you uh decide to do that so yeah, I mean it. It's it, it definitely you know it just goes to show that no matter no matter where you're at, you're always tested with uh, uncomfortable situations, and it's just a matter of how you deal with them. Now, you and I are very similar in that sense. I would be uncomfortable as fuck <laughs> because well, I think um, a lot of guys would be. I, I, I mean, maybe not all, but it's just I don't know. Maybe it's just odd. It is. Awkward, it is. You know, and it's it's our society too. I mean, we've been taught since we were little ones that you uh, that you put clothes on. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's not like the guy was like fucking flopping his balls around or anything like on purpose. It's just, I think you're, that's, yeah, you hit it on the head. It's, it's just our culture and this culture, you know, you're taught to, that you wear clothes unless you're, you know, a little kid who likes to run around fucking, and that's acceptable as a kid, you know? Right. When you're an adult, unless you're fucking, you wear clothes. Right. right? Well, that's another thing too. I mean, like you're, you're, you're taught that, um, activities that go on in, in a locker room, you know, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, going to the bathroom, those are all private activities, you know what I mean, that's between you and, and the, the walls of your bathroom. Now, when those become public, like in a public arena like that, like at the gym, but it, it just goes to show, too, I mean, you know, like, like I said before, and I'll, I'll say it again, and Shane, I tell you this all the time, too, I mean, it, we're never going to be able to change the way that other people act we're only going to be only to change our reaction to them and yeah. I, I that that very funny uh very funny uh uncomfortable situation is the as the naked guy naked what did i call it the uh walk around the gym yeah walk around the walk around the gym naked guy yeah uh there's always one yeah there's always fun it's actually it's it's pretty comical because i mean fuck you gotta give the guy some credit that you know he's either one he's confident enough well he probably is confident enough if he's doing it but he just just doesn't really give a fuck well that's what I was going to say I think when you're you know when you're 70 plus who gives a shit I'll probably be walk around the gym naked guy you know when I'm fucking I hope I'm if I live that long or if I go to the go to the old gym when I'm 70 that's pretty fucking rad now I I would like to propose another question though here and this is from a, a, a a conversation I just had recently with a older woman okay and so we're small talking you know and uh, and she's telling me that she's had some health issues and you know and I'm telling her okay well you know I'm sorry to hear that you know and then, and then she goes on to about her husband right this lady's probably say probably 70s 60s 70s and uh but looks, you know, there's 60s and their 70s that, that look in their 50s, right? This lady, she looks in her 60s or 70s, maybe. She looks older, you know, so. Um, anyways, she proceeds to tell me, and this is how she says it, just blatantly and blunt. My husband has a decatheter in his penis, and it's painful for him. So immediately, my, my penis, as she called it, know just gets this jolt of, of pain through it because I think about the process of inserting a tube into the tip of my cock which sounds fucking horrifying and uh, so I got that physical you know aspect of it and then now now I'm thinking like okay how do I respond to this to this nice old lady who told me that uh, her husband has a decatheter in the tip of his dick um, <laughs> and I said well I'm, I'm sorry to hear that <laughs> I mean, what would you say? I, I don't I mean, was know. That, should, I, I, should I, I guess my question is, should I, should I have engaged her more in the conversation and, and like asked, you know, more about the process of inserting or, or why he has, or, you know, why he has that in there or how is he doing? Um, 
you know, I think I did follow up with something along the lines of, you know, well, I hope your husband is, is feeling better. <laughs> I mean, what do you say to that? Well, then that's, uh, I think, uh, oh, man. But why the fuck are you telling me this, woman? <laughs> well, that's, you know what I mean? That was in my a, first, that would probably yeah. be my first response, you know, and that. And this is in a professional environment as well, you know, which which made it wasn't like I just was standing behind this random lady at the grocery store at, in a coffee shop or something. And she told me this because maybe had the setting been a little different, you know, I would have reacted a little bit differently. But uh, you know, I had to keep a professional attitude about it. And part of me wanted to cringe in, in pain, and the other part of me wanted to start laughing. And the other part felt bad for the old bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and you know, too, like, um, I'll get back to this in a minute. But I think what a, when, a, when people bring up um, uncomfortable situations like that, it's like they don't have anyone else to talk to. Yeah. You know, and it Especially turns... Especially with in, the older, older people. With the older people. And it turns into uh, vomit at the mouth, you know what I mean? And, and they're probably... Uh, they're probably saying something that they shouldn't be saying, but they have no one else to do it to. And, and um, you know, there was a there was a, a couple weeks ago I was in Subway before I was going to uh, one of my night classes. And, uh, you know, I was kind of minding my own business, and there was this older woman that was up at the counter, and she was just giving the, the counter person hell about... She had just spent forty dollars. She don't get any free cookies or something, whatever, whatever. And you know, so she goes ahead and tells me, "Go ahead and, and you know, pay for your order." Well, I sit down on my sandwich, and this older woman, she's got about six Subway sandwiches in this bag, and she's obviously she's taking dinner home to her family. She stands there and proceeds to just talk to me about. Um, her life. She just kind of spilled her life story. Got back. She vomited the mouth. Is got what, it, got what it. happened? And, yeah. You know. And in my head. Are you, that, now are you in a hurry at this point? Are you trying to get out, or are you? Yeah, I'm trying to eat my dinner because I because yeah. class starts yeah, at six. You know, and it's it, we're it, yeah. probably looking at about five fifteen right I now. I got a half hour drive. Position. So, because you don't want to be a dick, is what I'm getting at. You know, but at the same time. No offense, lady, but I don't really give two shits. Right, <laughs> right. And that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. I felt very um, violated because that was kind of my private time, my, yeah. my quiet yeah. time between yeah. school and work. But this lady, she just, yeah. she went on and on and on and on and on. And, you know, and I, of course, the, the typical reaction was, oh, yeah, you know, oh, wow, well, you know, that sucks. Or, yeah. you know, shake my head in agreeance or disagreeance or whatever. And... I got up, I had ate my whole, uh, my sandwich and my chips and refilled my soda a couple times and, uh, I got up to walk out and this woman had actually followed me to my truck and I was wow. like, oh shit, is she gonna, you know, she want to ride home or whatever? So I, I, I got into my truck and I sat down and, um... She said uh, something along the lines of, you know, it's good to know that there's still good people out there. And it's good to know that um, I met a a new friend today and a nice new man. Wow. And 
she told me, you know, it was really nice talking to you. And it, there was no conversation on my part other than, the, you know, the small little reactions that I gave her. And this woman... What she really meant was, I really appreciate you listening. Right, right. <laughs> and this woman got, walked away, got in her car. Uh-huh. You know, she wasn't going to ask for a ride. Um, and I sat there in my truck for a minute, you know, and I was like, you know, Seth, shame on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? For, for feeling offended that you didn't get to have your 20 minutes of quiet time. You know what I mean? This woman needed someone to talk to and needed someone to vent to. And it wasn't even that hard on my part. Yeah. And um, I, I, I kind of feel like maybe, you know, that's what this old woman that was talking to uh, her husband's catheter about. She probably just, you know, he maybe he just recently had it installed. I don't know. Is that, do you get catheters installed? Like <laughs> When you the, say the installed, that's like a wrench and a, <laughs> yeah. a fucking drill or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure that the doctor used tools similar to a, a, a drill and a knife oh, and a wrench. God. But I mean, it just goes to show that like, you know, there was a she was she was probably having a little bit of uh, stress. Well, you, may saved, you you may save somebody's life in a position like that. You know, and, and dude, I'm so glad that you just told that story because it's it's such a good it's such a good lesson, and it really is relevant. So I had mentioned earlier, you know, that I that I have been, you know, I do my daily little talk with with my with my God, you know, in in my way. You know, I try to do it every day and. I had also said that I repeat myself a lot. One of the things that I ask God is to provide me with opportunities to help other people. And he really does that. You know, and and it's up to me to recognize those situations when when people do that. You know, when people do come to you total strangers or somebody that or something that you might not feel like doing or somebody that you might not feel like talking to at that time, because like you said, you were in your own space, you know, this was your time. Um, it's up to us to recognize that and not be selfish about that time, you know, and, and lend an ear or be, you know, more willing and, 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 um, and to be there for people because ultimately that's what God in, in, in my opinion and what I truly believe is that that's why we're here. It's not to have the best job. It's not to have the biggest house or the best car or the most money or any of that shit. It's really truly to help each other and to be there for each other and to experience, you know, memories and and to help everyone. So that's a dude, that's good that, you know, even though it started out as you kind of not being willing, but you recognize that at the end, you know, and, and I, and I have to, you know, I do that too, man. And that's, that's just cool to hear. That's a, that's a great one. Well, it's, I mean, it's so funny that, you know, for me, one of my first reaction is to make the assumption, you know what I mean? And it, yeah. Well, just when you told me that was my first reaction too. this, I don't give two shits. Right. You know, both of us. Right. Hi. 20. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's, you know, and it just goes to show like, you know, I, I'm a big fan of that book, The Four Agreements, and I've, I've yeah, um, yeah, we've talked I've about act- that a little bit. Actually, I've got it on an audio book now, and I listen to it quite a bit. But like the uh, assumptions are like the devil. I think that it's it's referred to as uh, black magic. You know what I mean? It, look, look at the look at the guy's car that we just helped push. You know what I mean? Yeah. My first assumption when he pulled up and stopped where he stopped was like, dude, 
It's not a fucking parking spot. Yeah, hey, asshole. What do you do? How am I going to get out of here? You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, And that's human nature, I think. And it's human nature. Just like it it looks like they're... My favorite parking spot is not oh, yeah. going to be available right now. So let's. Oh yeah, go. we have we have a certain area we like to park in at the Coliseum, and it's because they got the Warriors going on tonight. So oh, is that game tonight? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. This shit's going to be packed. Then. So, but anyways, getting back to the the the, the helping of, of people, man. If, if you just are able to or given that opportunity to lend a helping hand or even a, a listening ear man like if Do you it. could get over the assumptions the 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 um reward after doing it is so much greater than um the risk you know what i mean yeah. so the fuck dude like I don't know, that poor guy that we, you know, he was probably running late to a job. That's why he couldn't get any gas, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and we were able to, to help him out a little bit there, which which was was definitely uh, rewarding. Or maybe he spent all of his money on a bag of dope the night before. Hey, <laughs> hey possibly. Who, knows? Possibly. who fucking knows? It's, yeah, it's possible. But the point being is that when we help others and when we, you know, when, when we're able to do that, not only, not only does it get us out of ourself, but you may truly, genuinely, you know, save somebody or help somebody just through the day. Um, so we're we're just pulling in. It's a uh, little bit of overcast, looking like a nice day. Um, I'm glad to have you on the show again. I want to give a shout out to uh, to Todd. He hit me up. Uh, Todd is from Stockton, and he just had some nice things to say about the show. So. Thanks for listening out there, man. Uh, it's cool to have someone local hit me up too, you know, from, from the Northern California area. Um, so hope all is well with you, my friend, and keep listening. Check out one of the meetings coming up. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or any suggestions for the show, uh, hit me up at sobriety at that soberguy.com. Seth, do you have anything to add before we uh, head into the Coliseum? I don't know. I think... Uh... You know, I probably do, and it will come out. But uh, for now, I'm good. Well, Juice. Yeah, I'm happy too, man. It's nice, uh, nice talking with you, and uh, and we're gonna go watch some baseball. So everybody, have a safe, happy, healthy, sober day. This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast on Recovery Radio with Shane Kramer. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com or you can email Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy a sober, healthy, happy life.